0: Welcome to this instalment of the Safety Cast. Today, Ryan Tinker is joined by Alice Cheng. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. In this episode of the Safety Cast, we'll be discussing musculoskeletal disorders in the construction industry and the MSD in construction project that's just been launched. I'm joined today by my guest, State Inspector Alice Cheng, from our ergonomics team. Alice is an Occupational Therapist by Trade and is also a Certified Professional Ergonomist. Welcome Alice.
1: Thanks so much for having me Ryan.
0: So manual tasks cover a wide range of activities that involve using the body to move or hold an object or people. Given the practical nature of the construction industry, most work involves some sort of manual task to complete the job. However not all manual tasks are hazardous. Um, it is therefore necessary to identify those tasks that are hazardous and ensure they are adequately managed. Firstly, Alice, uh, can we discuss the types of hazardous manual tasks?
1: Yes, definitely. So as you were saying before, Ryan, manual tasks can cover a whole range of different activities that involves the use of the body, but not all manual tasks are bad for us. So according to the Work Health and Safety legislation, um, hazardous manual tasks involves a person lifting, lowering, pushing, pulling, carrying, or basically just moving, holding or restraining something. And this could be moving a person, animal or thing. And these movements become hazardous um, when certain tasks or when certain risk factors are involved. And these include repetitive or sustained force, high or sudden force, repetitive movement, sustained or awkward posture and exposure to vibration. So for example, in construction, this could include you know, workers doing manual concrete screening work. So the workers is often twisting their body, crouching, and being exposed to all sorts of awkward postures, which are highly repetitive. And not to mention, depending on the size of the job, it could take hours or days to complete. Another example that could apply to most people in the industry is workers having to load and unload equipment on and off their work vehicle. So i previously worked with an organisation where the workers had issues loading and unloading their 70 kilos, so that's 7-0, uh, packer from the back oh, yeah. of a ute. So when the workers are physically handling this equipment, it places a lot of force and pressure on their body. And they're also exposed to various awkward postures, which could lead to physical discomfort and injury. So Ryan, these are just some of the common hazardous manual tasks that I've come across in the construction industry.
0: Absolutely. Um, Can we explain to our listeners what musculoskeletal disorders are?
1: Yeah, the way I like to think about musculoskeletal disorder or MSD is like this umbrella term that covers a range um, range of injuries to various parts of the body. So in short, musculoskeletal disorders are injuries of the muscles, nerves, tendons, joints, cartilage and spinal disc. So it covers a whole range of different body parts. And just to give you some examples... A musculoskeletal disorder may include sprains and strains of muscles and ligaments, back injuries and nerve injuries such as carpal tunnel syndrome, which we're all probably quite um, aware of. Mm-hmm. And a musculoskeletal disorder can occur in two ways. So the most common way is the gradual wear and tear. So that's to your joints, your ligaments, your muscles. And this is caused by repeated or ongoing use of the same body parts. The other way, which is less common, but it can still happen is sudden damage caused by strenuous activity or unexpected movements. So let's say, you know, you might be or you might have to catch a falling object or you suddenly change your posture when you're handling something heavy. At the same time, though, musculoskeletal disorders can occur due to a combination of both causes as well.
0: Okay. Um, Alice, do you have some tips on how businesses and workers can manage the risks of hazardous manual tasks?
1: Yeah, great question, Ryan. So it's important for businesses and workers to follow the risk management process for manual tasks, and it's really simple. So firstly, consider whether the manual task is hazardous or not. Mm-hmm. If the task is hazardous because it involves one or more of the risk factors that we just spoke about, then think about, well, what is causing those risk factors? For example, is it because the lack of mechanical aids available or the equipment provided is not maintained properly? So workers could be exposed to vibration or other issues. And once you understand the source of the problem and where those risk factors are coming from, then you can really target your solutions to fixing the problem and controlling the risk. So Mm -hmm. workers are not having to rely on lifting safely. Also during the risk management process, It's important to consult and talk to your workers and others that you think should be involved, such as, you know, suppliers, your engineers, maintenance officers, just to name a few, Mm -hmm. as they often have the best insights as to both the problem areas.
0: Absolutely. Uh, And consultation does play a big part in the risk management process. Uh, And experience has shown that workers will often have, you know, the best solution for how the task can be performed uh, more efficiently and safely along the way. Um, How can businesses best consult uh, for managing these risks?
1: Yes, I definitely agree, Ryan. Um, So consultation plays such a big part in the risk management process. So in the ergonomics world, there's actually a term called participative ergonomics. Mm Mm-hmm. And this term is used worldwide. So the basic concept of participative ergonomics is about involving workers and others to identify issues to reduce injury and also improving productivity in their workplace. So one of the organisations that we've actually worked with have really embraced the participative ergonomics approach. So for example, they'll always involve their workers and relevant others when making decisions. So for example, you know when they're purchasing equipment, when they're redesigning a hazardous manual task, or when they're actually undertaking the risk management process. So these are just some of the practical examples of how businesses can involve workers and others to manage hazardous manual task risk. Um, at the end of the day, you know your workers are the ones doing the task. Yep. So obviously, they'll know the task very well and therefore they are the best people to involve and to go to, you know, in the risk management process to help to identify the problems and also come up with the solutions.
0: Yep, yep, and in turn empowering them and um, yeah, giving them, give them ownership over the process. So, yeah, that's, that's a great concept. Thanks, Alice. Um, and how can businesses and workers identify hazardous manual tasks?
1: And as we've, I guess, we've just mentioned before, so talking to your workers is one of the best ways to identify the problem areas. So workers are the ones doing the task day in, day out, so they can provide um, a lot of valuable information. And at the same time, you know, if you're the one who's performing the task and you identify any hazardous manual task risk, it's important to race it with your supervisor, your employer, or whoever is appropriate. Yep. And when talking to um, to the workers, businesses can also use a discomfort survey and ask the workers simple questions. So such as, what are the jobs that you go home from feeling a bit sore? What jobs that you do are you most afraid of getting hurt from? What are the jobs that you do involving manual handling that stop you wanting to come to work? In addition to talking to your workers, businesses can also have a look at workplace information. So these include injury data, inspection reports, issues that's raised by workers, Um, you know, they may be able to find trends from the information they collect. And this can help um, the business to better understand what and where are the hazardous manual tasks occurring. And lastly, go and observe the task Mm -hmm. and look at how people actually work. This is probably one of the best ways to identify hazardous manual tasks. Okay.
0: Uh, Can we discuss the breakdown for how the risk factors are determined?
1: So as I mentioned before, there are five risk factors associated with a hazardous manual task. So let's start with force. So the term force is used to describe the amount of muscular effort that's required to perform a movement Mm -hmm. or task. The term force can be further categorized into repetitive force, sustained force, high force, and sudden force. So for example, repetitive force could be, you know, gripping and handling bricks while Mm bricklaying, while sustained force could be supporting a plasterboard sheet, um, you know, when fixing it to a ceiling. And high force could be involved when lifting, lowering, or carrying a heavy object. And sudden force is caused by unexpected movements. There is also repetitive movement. So this is where the worker is using the same body parts over and over again, such as painting and bricklaying. Another risk factor we need to consider is posture, and there are two main types of postures that businesses and workers should be aware of, and these are sustained posture and awkward posture. Mm-hmm. So a sustained posture you know, would be supporting plasterboard sheets while it is nailed into place, and an awkward posture could be when an electrician is working with arms above um, you know, overhead, uh, above head level, yep. or a plumber is working below knee level. So the last risk factor is vibration. And workers can be exposed to whole body vibration or hand and arm vibration. And a common example of a whole body vibration is when a worker is operating, you know, some sort of machinery and hand and arm vibration is, you know, usually occurs when someone is using handheld tools such as jackhammers and so on. All
0: right. Okay. Um, Alice, do you have some tips on how to control the risks?
1: So my top tips on controlling hazardous manual tasks are when you are determining control measures, firstly... As we've discussed, do this in consultation with your workers. Then consider how the job is being done and whether it could be done you know, differently. Yep. So this may result in eliminating the risk completely. This is the best solution, obviously. If you can't eliminate the risk, look at other options um, to see whether the risk can be reduced. Yep. And make sure that you follow the hierarchy of control, So, which is a step-by-step approach to eliminating or reducing risk. So for example, when what we see is a lot of businesses will jump straight to two persons lift or provide lifting technique training as the main or, con- or you know, only control, which is not enough. So these yep. controls are you know, considered to be the least reliable protection. So it's important for businesses to think you know about higher level controls that are more reliable um, and are able to protect workers from harm. So for example, like you know, this could be redesigning the hazardous manual task. Or you know, even introducing equipment to help with lifting or handling certain items.
0: Yeah, and that's that's where that feedback from the workers is so critical and in the design and, and moving forward. Alice, can you tell us more about the Safe Work MSD in Construction Project twenty twenty one that's just been launched?
1: Uh, yes, definitely, and we're very very excited about this project. So, the Safe Work New South Wales Musculoskeletal Disorder in Construction Project was launched on fifteenth of February this year. So the reason we're focusing on musculoskeletal disorders in the construction industry is that workers are still getting hurt, and our data shows that muscular stress you know, is the top cause of injury. So we have also spoken with some of our external stakeholders who agree you know, something needs to be done about this yep. to reduce the number of injuries. And inspectors will be visiting a range of workplaces in the construction industry to ensure businesses are meeting compliance when preventing and managing hazardous manual task risk. And at the same time, inspectors will be providing education and advice where you know where needed. So overall the project will run for about three months.
0: Fantastic. Uh, and Alice, where can listeners gather any additional information?
1: So our Safe Work New South Wales website, so that's www.safework.nsw.gov.au has a lot of information about hazardous manual tasks to reduce musculoskeletal disorders. So including guidance material and fact sheets. So the ergonomics team also run free public workshops on a frequent basis. Um, at these workshops, we provide information about a simple risk management program called Participative Ergonomics for Manual Task, or PERFORM for short. So if you are interested in these free workshops, please have a look at SafeWork Wales' website or contact us on 13 10 50.
0: Well, thanks for tuning into this safety cast, and a very special thanks to my colleague and guest Alice Changford for sharing those insights uh, regarding MSD and construction industry today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the safety cast. For more information on this topic, visit our website www.safework.nsw.gov.au or phone 131050. And if you see an issue out on site, please call 131050. Or use the Speak Up app. Please share this recording with your industry colleagues and keep an eye out for future recordings.